Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. This episode of DIY Money is brought to you by Jewel Financial. I've always wanted to do that. That was on recording, too, so I, that was I was, I've always wanted to do that. Like, when you get a podcast, right, and you're listening to podcasts, like, this episode is brought to you by... Yeah, I could, I you're like I could, in a jazz club. I, could, <laughs> I think I could go into a different line of work, you know, some be a voiceover. Hello, how are you today? Uh, yeah, so this podcast is brought to you by JewelFinancial.com. We're not JewelFinancial. <laughs> the website is a big supporter. You can visit, <laughs> visit us on the web, JewelFinancial.com. Learn more about our firm. Powerful planning wherever you may live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's shaking with you, Logan? That was a very interesting start. I have to give you. I, you know, I want to switch things up. up I want to switch it up. Switch yeah. it up. It's what makes this podcast so attractive i don't know attractive Dude, i'm on fire today fire i am tired i'm still tired well we got to get you we got to get you fired up this is episode 399 oh that my. we are recording are right serious? now 399 what are we gonna do for 400 i don't know we're we gonna do have to do something special. fun you know just like petting zoo and clown stuff like that but uh you guys are welcome to come if you like yeah. something special we Who's might have to be... do me you and daniel on that episode. yeah well we're gonna need another microphone well, I can that's, hold. I can hold our microphone. Oh, that's true. You can do that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, all right. So, a couple of odds and ends. Housekeeping. Uh, DIY tribe. We got new members signing up every day. Uh, periodic. You've been getting in content. there quite a bit. So, so here and there and everywhere. I I go through these. I got back on social media after like a three month, two and a half month cleanse, mm-hmm. and I was like. Ugh, this is why I got off. So I immediately like deleted it again, which it makes it dif- difficult to post in the tribe if you're off <laughs> you social don't have, media. Yeah. yeah, so anyways, I go back and forth on that. Won't you give someone who's more qualified be the travel jeep? Uh, I'm currently back on it at, at this moment, uh, Instagram, and I'm really into the, all these cooking things. Ah. You know, the algorithm of Instagram is fascinating. So... Sometimes I get on an algorithm that makes no sense to me at all. I, I was on a golf algorithm once, like not long ago, and I don't know why. I didn't click on any golf things. I don't play. You that had much to talk golf. about it. At I some must point. have talked and about then they, it. Yeah, but but then I started, you know, liking food things and all my, and it drives my wife crazy because I'm like, I want to make this tonight, and it's like we're not going to make that. Like there's 4,000 ingredients yeah. in there. It's like, it'll be $1,000 to make my wife, it. my 100%. And it's paleo. Like, no. I mean, you're like, what? Yeah. Like, but I just love all that stuff. It's really, really cool. All right. Um, we have an interesting question today uh, from Bryant in Colorado. But before Bryant asks his question, I want to um, give a little bit of a precursor. So the question is about Bryant buying a business, and and I'm really excited about that. But I did email with Bryant because I I was intrigued, and I got some more information. And I'm going to be quite candid because I was like in his email that he gave, you know, it was a very interesting um, preface regarding this audio question. So I was like, really? This business sounds interesting. Tell me more about it. Do you need a silent partner? (laughs) Anyways, so I have some updates, which will be kind of cool, and I want to do more of that. So if you have a question uh, that you you think is ripe for DIY uh, money, just send us the the audio file through your phone, podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. All right, Bryant, what do you got? DIY! 
Hey DIY guys, this is Bryant from Colorado. I'm currently trying to purchase a business. The business I'm looking at, um, I've worked at for nine years, I've managed it for the last three, I know the clientele and I know the uh, industry well. Currently the owner is getting ready to sell, uh, she's looking for $2.2 million um, total and in order for me to get my foot in the door she wants me to put down a 20% payment with her doing owner financing for the rest. In order for me to do so, I'm going to have to use most of my assets as collateral. I'm currently working with a small business association and we're talking about my options. The big thing that I'm kind of getting caught up on here is how hard I've worked to get rid of all my bad debts and to get myself into a financially stable spot. I'm an entrepreneur at heart, I'm hardworking, and I love the business that I'm in. Frankly, this is kind of a scary situation to to look at, but the plus side is the um, is the uh, major profits I could find at the end of this. So I'm curious what you guys think. Um, I love the show. Keep up the bro talk. Thank you. Okay, Bryant and anyone out there in a similar type position, I want to reiterate that when you're acquiring, starting, building, buying, whatever, a business you are investing, you are taking capital and investing in something that you hope yields an amazing return. If you've done your due diligence, if you have historical information, if you've worked there, if you know the clients, if you know the owner, and big caveat, because while I know the price, I have no idea about the valuation. That'd be my only uh, suggestion, which we'll talk about in a second. But if you know all that and you are able to get it for a reasonable price, my personal opinion, you beg, borrow, you do what you need to do to acquire the business. And if that means that you are you know, taking a big risk and a leap of faith, assuming that's what you want to do, that's in your DNA. You, know, you said an entrepreneur at heart, a little scary. Guess what? Everything's scary when you venture out into this world. It's why most people don't do it. We're wired differently. We have to, we have to remember that you know, uh, it's okay to fail. It's okay to have to start again. I mean, I've had to do that personally, and it was one of the greatest life lessons ever. But... Don't think of it as a standpoint of saying, oh, my goodness, I just paid off all this bad debt and I'm going into debt again. No, no. Yes, it's debt, but you're acquiring an investment. You're acquiring an asset that, unlike a stock that pays dividends in three months, this should yield dividends right away, like day one, I would imagine, if it's cash flow positive. So you are going to be paying it off more than likely very quickly from the proceeds of the business. Will it be hard? Will there be ups and downs? Will there be times that you look and go, boy, I don't know if I should have done that. Yes. All the above. Yes, yes, yes. However, if you want the sort of light at the end of the tunnel, the the lifestyle that it affords you, or the ability at some point to go, you know what, I've grown this business, maybe I own a couple more stores, whatever it may be, and now you're on the receiving end of a $5 million, $3 million, or you don't grow it at all and you just net back the $2.2 million that you also ultimately borrowed and owned and financed, that's pretty good. Not bad. Uh, so again, I, I think when people are thinking about you know starting a business, buying a business, uh, you got to think about it just like you would anything else in your investment portfolio. Now, couple of caveats. 
if someone is out there, I, I, this is kind of my blanketed thought process regarding small businesses. Oh, I love to cook. Oh, I, I, you know, I'm in Instagram and I like to cook. I should probably start a restaurant. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> right. No. What you should do is go work in a restaurant yeah. for like 10 years, yeah. five years, whatever. Start as a busser. Work your way up to a, to a prep cook, right? Then become a manager. Know the business inside and out. Just because you think I'm a good cook does not mean you understand cost of goods sold in a product that has a shelf life of a week. That's why most restaurants fail. So ultimately, uh, this is a you have got to learn the business. Number two, you have to when you're acquiring a business. This isn't for those starting a business. Is that's just proper planning and talking to the right people and you know laying the groundwork. When you're acquiring any business, you have to know what the proper valuation is that you are willing to pay for this business. Just because Bryant's business is $2.2 million, and you might think, wow, that is a lot of money. I mean, it is a lot of money, no question. What if that business has a net profit of $2 million a year? Well, guess what? Uh, That's I mean, that'd be a hundred percent return on your money immediately, <laughs> yeah. which is not possible. But I mean, maybe it is. I doubt it. But you, you know, let's say it's five hundred thousand. Let's say it's you know, and all of a sudden you're going, wait a second, I can make profit of twenty five percent on my purchase and my acquisition. Or let's say you look back a previous twelve or ten years, five years, whatever, and it's a smoothed out eighteen percent. Well, newsflash. That's pretty good. Right. Not bad at all. Absolutely. I mean, again, it's valuation. Now, somebody could be listening to this and going, I don't know valuation. Okay. Know what you know, know what you don't know, and outsource what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Get around an accountant, then find another, then find another. Get a couple different opinions. Because in my understanding, yeah, there's a lot of good accountants out there. Not too many of them know valuation. They know tax work. They know how to do prepared returns, but not all of them know how to value a business. Go to someone who does a business similar. What are the pros? What are the cons? I mean, Brian's probably done all this, but my my concern in the follow-up dialogue that I had with him is it's a no-go. My concern is, is that if this is an attractive valuation for this business, and the no-go is because it's too much money or I got to put too much down payment on, you're going to have a job for the rest of your life, Brian. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be a business owner. And I'm not, look, you know, I don't want him to leverage his house, lose it, and come back knocking on my door one day. But my point is, is that when you, are, when you find an opportunity and you need to put the chips out there, it's what you got to do. I mean, I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living. Owning a business is not for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone. And some people just want to have a job, and that's okay, too. There's always the the idea of something, and then there's the actual something. Yeah. Perfect example, I had the idea always that I would love to learn to sail. I wanted to be a Jimmy Buffett-like on my sailboat, <laughs> cruising around the Keys, you know, stopping off at Margaritaville, cheeseburger, beer, back on my sailboat. Okay, so when I turned 40, after 20-plus years of having this idea, 
I went and I for a week went and got my my sailing cap my whatever ASA 101 one for those of you that are boaters out there I learned how to sail for a week Jesus H Christ when I was a boy every little squirt wanted to be a harpooner or a sword fisherman so many times I've stepped foot on a sailboat again never you know why loved it great experience but I don't want to do this. This is too much work. I like the idea of it. No way am I doing this. You know what else I like the idea of? Driving an RV across country and camping and being under the stars. But then I know that at some point I'm going to have to pull up somewhere. I don't even know where you do this. Hook a hose to something and unload the beep, right? Don't want to do that at all. I barred it off a buddy of mine. He took my house. I took the RV. <laughs> it's a good-looking vehicle, ain't it? So Marriott's are good for me, you know, or cabins are good for me. Anyways, the idea of a business, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah, the money, the flexibility, the this, the that. But when it comes time to go, okay, I got to take all my capital, like all of it, and put it out there, yeah, sometimes you do. Let's say you, Logan. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – I, I think that's the way you have to start looking at it. Um, it's the same way if you were deciding if you wanted to do like higher education or something like that. Are you willing to put this risk out there for X return and you're evaluating those things? Uh, the one way I, I think I can add here is for young people out there that do want to be business owners, that really want to be business owners, and maybe you have a field that you're in or a specialty that – you're in, and you're like, how can I start this from scratch and start a business? I would challenge you that there's a lot of small business owners out there, a lot of small business owners that are in Bryant's boss's position where they've built a great small business, but now they don't have a legacy plan. And going out and finding those small business that you can work at, just like you're talking about the restaurant. Work your tail off, do whatever role they need to, and you might find yourself in a position like Bryant where you have an opportunity to not inherit that business, but buy that business and, and kind of exceed the legacy of that business. There's so, so many small businesses out there, and we run into people all the time that have trouble with a very productive business, but now that those people are retiring, the owners are retiring and the founders that there's no nowhere for the business to go, and they don't have a good person to kind of take it over. I can't stress enough how many businesses out there are just like you described. Yeah. If you are a younger person and you're thinking, "Wow, I really do want to own a business, but you know, how do I do this?" Just look around Absolutely. wherever you go, wherever you shop, wherever you frequent, whatever you know. I mean, they're everywhere, everywhere. The transition of small business ownership in America uh, over the next 20 years from the baby boomer population to the next generation is going to be massive, mm -hmm. absolutely massive. So anyways, uh, Brian, I hope that we've shed some light on your question, but I don't want you to just completely walk away from this deal if it's a good va – if you've done your due diligence and it's a good value – You'll be able to figure it out. I, I just am convinced of that. It, an entrepreneur figures things out. Um, I mean, when I started in this business, I didn't have the money to open an office, put furniture. I mean, I didn't have the I didn't have the money to do that. I, I had a little bit of money. We're talking twenty three years ago. Well, I went to a, a a commercial real estate owner who had a beautiful building, and I said, "Look, I'm just getting started." I don't have credit. I don't have. I can pay you my monthly rent for this thing, but I can't give you first, last security deposit. I'll, I'll be broke. 
and so I said I'd love to do a month to month, and and then you know after six months I'll pay you a security deposit, and then after that, I mean, and he said, yeah, no problem, I'll, I'll give you that shot I'll, to this day, and I thank him to this day every time I see him. He's still around. He's he's very successful, and I thank him for that. I put the furniture on credit cards. Yeah, that's not great for a financial advisor, but I had to do it. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I wear two hats. I'm, I'm a when people call in, they got W two type jobs and they're trying to make proper financial decisions. I put that hat on. This is what you should do. This is how you should, you know, uh, budget and save and and pay down debt. When entrepreneurs call in, well, I put the hat on and I go, okay, let's talk about that because yeah. there's there's a lot of differences in in regards to that, and sometimes you got to take a lot of yeah. Risk. I, th- I think a lot of the time we. Financial advisors in general always say debt is bad, bad debt. But there's definitely something too if using that debt is going to have a great opportunity for you to continue into the future or um, build a business or whatever that is. You have to run the numbers and evaluate it. Yep, no question about it. All right, great question, Bennett. Uh, thanks again. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Remember, friends, the secret to success is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very, very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.